Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Welcome back to Looking Above. This is episode 49 and the last episode in this season, this current spring season where we've been discussing rest and we made it, Brooklyn. Yeah, it actually went fast, but also it felt like it didn't. I don't know. (laughs) Both. (laughs) I think that's just the weather and how long it took to get nice. (laughs) Felt like the never ending winter. Mm -hmm. Um, So today we're going to just kind of wrap it up, just talk a little bit more about what rest is and maybe why we struggle to find rest talk about Mm. restlessness and just try and wrap this wrap this season up and um and maybe try and just understand why why it is that we're lacking rest so often um yeah well what is restlessness let's start there yeah so i think Obviously, restlessness is going to be the opposite of restedness or rest. And so if we're finding our rest ultimately in God and rest is this deep peace and wholeness, um, when we talk from a biblical standpoint, rest um, would come from that word shalom in the Hebrew language, but it's this wholeness or this completeness that we find when we're living our lives in Christ and when we have that right relationship with him. Mm -hmm. So um, for us, it kind of is a peace, but it's, you know, the New Testament talks about that peace that passes understanding. So like a peace that the world cannot comprehend. And so that's, I think, a lot of where rest is. So then when we flip that, and then we say, what is restlessness? It's living without that contentedness. It's living without that peace, that calm in our hearts. Um, I think it plays out a lot as striving, right? Mm -hmm. So we're seeking peace we're seeking fulfillment we're seeking comfort in other things and so there's a lot of striving and trying to achieve or trying to numb out or mm-hmm. looking looking for that peace in other things we would that's how we would maybe see restlessness in our own lives yeah i think i see it with, with anxious thoughts and yes. things that kind of overtake right when we can't quiet our minds yeah we can't calm our hearts when um what's going on in the world becomes an inner battle mm-hmm. yes yeah so we see it i think we see it in a lot of ways um through today's episode, we just have a bunch of different verses that we'll just kind of pull in here and um, just drop as nuggets. And yes, they are taken out of context, but they have great meaning. And I think a lot of them do just speak to rest and 
restlessness. Um, so we'll just start with Ecclesiastes 2.23. Their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. Even at night, their minds cannot rest. It is all meaningless. So here we see Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived. And he's talking about people who lived in his time period, who we think, oh, life was so much simpler back mm -hmm. then, right? Than what we're dealing with now. But he's explaining the same life, this life of toil and this life of working and striving and our minds never being able to rest. And it's just, I think it's a perfect description of how so many feel today. And it, yeah, like you said, it was the same back then mm -hmm. and it's the same today. Right. Why is that? Right. Well, I mean, if we just boil it down, right, rest is found in God. Mm -hmm. And so what is Satan's main job but to draw us away from relationship with God? And so what is he trying to do? He's trying to keep us busy. He's trying to keep us distracted. He's trying to keep us focused on other things that will steal us away from relationship with God, that will steal our minds, steal our hearts, steal mm -hmm. our souls. And... Um, and so there's just so much of what's going on in this world that is just misprioritized. Definitely. Yeah. I like you sent me an article earlier and he actually talked about how back then life did seem so much more simple. But we have things now like electricity or <laughs> microwaves or things the that <laughs> should be helping us have more time to rest, but we do the opposite with it. Right. So it's obviously not a time era or a place or right. something like that affecting our rest. It is deeper than that. Right, right. So yes, and I think that same article, it was um, written by Warren Wearsby, who's a great theologian of this last century here. Um, he's written tons of commentaries and things mm -hmm. like that. But so Warren Wearsby says that exactly what you said, that it's not a place. He says that it, peace is not external, it's internal or rest is internal. And so, so often we're seeking rest in external things or external places. We go on vacations or we, you know, whatever to try and escape something, get away from mm -hmm. something. So we're looking for an external rest, but true soul rest is an internal rest rest and it comes in our relationship with Jesus. So the world is attacking us. Let's yeah. just be honest. I mean, that's what Satan's job is, right? Steal, kill, and destroy. His job is to keep us from finding that rest, keep us from being in right relationship to us. And so the world is constantly assaulting us and trying to keep us from resting. Let's talk for a few minutes about that, about ways that we see this. How is our society or how, what are the things that we're taught that are keeping us from resting? And I know you, you had brainstormed a list on this so just of things that some, yeah. I hear myself right so share, some of the, share some of those thoughts um that if I were to rest or spend time finding that peace with God that things would fall apart if I were to stop mm, right um I like my home 
Right. And I think that's huge. Right. And that goes all the way back again. And I'll say this over and over until I die. But it all <laughs> goes back to the Garden of Eden. Right. Yes. And yeah. our desire to be like God. And we just have such a strong fleshly desire in us to have everything depend upon us. Yeah. And why? Because that just makes us all so tired and just contributes to our restlessness when we live like that, when we live like the world is on our own shoulders. But it makes us feel powerful. Or the lie is that we have power Mm -hmm. when it's on our shoulders. Right, right. Um, Another one is like that we need to constantly be helping others, which Mm -hmm. helping others in itself isn't bad, Mm -hmm. but saying that we can't rest or Mm -hmm. um, stop because then others will fall without us that's again another power yes. want to be like yes. god right ideal right and that's hard but it is a pride issue and so many times um we're keeping someone else from serving mm-hmm. when we mm-hmm. take it all on ourselves or sometimes we're just flat being disobedient by doing everything for others and we're not allowing them to turn to god because we're Trying to be their savior. Enabling them. Yeah. Yeah. And and causing them to rely on us as a human. So, yeah, that one is dangerous, but the world definitely tells us. And it can look good. So that one is hard. Absolutely. And are there times when we are called to step in and serve? And are there times when we are called to help others? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But again, this is, this is, um, being attentive to the Holy Spirit and asking, is this a time when I should be resting in you, God, and uh, and encouraging someone else to rest in you? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that I'm called to step into? Um, another one, this one's been really hard for me, is you need to be worried, mm. which seems like such a silly thing to say out loud. Mm-hmm. But it feels like if you're not worried, then you're going to be off your game and things are going to fall apart. Or you're you going to miss something or you don't care. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that one is another one mm-hmm. that yeah. steals yeah. peace. Right. Right. And causes us to be restless. Yeah. Because we're in the what if game, playing the what if game. What if this happens? What if that happens? If I think through everything, then I'll be ready no matter what uh-huh. happens instead of resting in God's presence and resting in the fact that he knows what's going to mm-hmm. happen and he will equip you in that moment. Yep. Um, rest makes you lazy. Mm-hmm. You're not enough if mm-hmm. you rest mm-hmm. or you need to prove your worth yeah. by not resting, which again is a pride issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think different times of our lives, right? All of these different things will affect us and they affect mm-hmm. different people differently. Um yeah, for sure. I, I think a big one for me too, and again, it's pride, but if you don't do it, it won't be done right. Or, you know, so mm-hmm. that's that, you know, that lie that your way is the best way or mm-hmm. <laughs> you're better equipped than they are. So you better do it because if you let someone else do it, it's going to get done wrong. And yeah. so then it causes a restlessness because we get into that cycle of striving and that cycle of doing rather than allowing God to work and sometimes work through others. And so, I mean, when we look at this list, we talk about this and we just have to recognize that we are weary and we are tired. Um, a couple other verses here, Job three twenty six says, I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest. Only trouble comes. 
And Job 30, 27 says, my heart is troubled and restless. Days of suffering torment me. And so the other piece of this assault from the world is that the world is filled with evil and bad and wrong and sin and sickness and pain. And so it's not just an inner restlessness of our minds, but there's unrest all around us. And that causes us to be restless as well when storms of life hit us, when we turn on the news and we see yet another shooting, you know, there's, there's so much trouble and calamity, you know, I have no rest, only trouble comes, right? I mean, yes, there are days and seasons when that's what it feels like, like only trouble, only trouble comes. So how do we find rest in this world when things around us are so terrible? And then I go back to, you know, what Warren Wearsby said, and that rest is, it's, it's inner, not external. We're not going to find it in this world. It's, it's got to be an inner rest. So how do we find rest in a restless world? And it will only be found in God. When I was um, on the retreat last, last weekend, (laughs) um, and I just spent some time that um, Sunday morning in prayer, and I just felt like God kept saying, I am your rest. I am your rest. I am your rest. Like that was just echoing in my heart. Um, We want, are there forms of rest. Yes, we've talked about them this semester, right? Mental rest, social rest, emotional rest. We've talked about that, which are very much external forms of resting. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, and this is where we ended the retreat, our only rest is found in God, like true rest. We could do all of the physical, mental, social, emotional things, do them perfectly and still live life feeling restless, yeah, because our rest is found in God and in living life's life God's way. And so I think that a lot of our restlessness comes from our own stubborn refusal to live life God's way. We want to do it our way. And Which is silly because you <laughs> hear it and you, you want that peace and the, mm-hmm. that shalom and that deep, deep inner peace. Mm-hmm. But still we ask God for it. And then we still choose our own way. Mm-hmm. But think about too, you know, Satan masquerades as an angel of light, right? And so, so much of what the world offers us mm-hmm. and tells us will bring us peace looks really good. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. You know, it's shiny <clears throat> yeah. and, it, and it looks really appealing and it sounds like, oh yeah, that glass of wine, that's gonna, that will help me unwind. And, you know, and we, we see and we hear those things that society is saying to us and sounds really good. And sometimes temporarily it works, but it's never going to fix that. Right. Yeah. That restlessness that we live with. Um, There are several places in scripture. I think uh, most predominantly I see it in Isaiah and Jeremiah where we have these verses where God's basically saying, I'm offering you rest 
and you just aren't doing it. And so a couple examples of that, Isaiah 28, 12, God has told his people, here is a place of rest. Let the weary rest here. This is a place of quiet rest, but they would not listen. And then Jeremiah 6, 16, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that is not the road we want. (sighs) (laughs) It's frustrating because I can definitely relate to that. Absolutely. I'm saying here, here's exactly what you need. And then you say, well, that's not what I wanted that to look like. Right. Right. Wait, you're telling me I will find rest, but I have to do this or I have to live differently or Mm -hmm. I have to slow down, you know, and it just doesn't sound like what what we think rest should look like or be or feel like. Um, And so then, you know, here the Israelites are just saying again and again, that's not the road we want. It says they would not listen. And so they time and again are missing out on rest. And so are we. We are missing out on true rest because we're unwilling to do what he's calling us to do. So we can find rest in this world, in the midst of all the storms, but it's only going to happen if we're willing to submit to him. We have a choice, mm-hmm. you know, we, we get to choose this. And so, um, so often we like to push blame, but the only blame here is on ourselves. If we have chosen to not live in a certain way, then we're not going to experience rest. And, um, you said earlier that sometimes God uses our restlessness. And I think that's really, really, really a wise statement. That God uses our restlessness to turn us back to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen it so many times in my life. And that's why I like to be aware of how I personally can tell when I'm restless, Mm -hmm. which is those anxious thoughts or um, constantly going, or I have a few ways that I specifically will mm-hmm. turn to when mm-hmm. I am restless. And so when I notice those and I'm aware of it, then I, I see God is like, Hey, look at, look what you're doing again. Mm-hmm. Do you feel peace? And no, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I know I need to turn back to you, God, because you're the only one that can give me that peace. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you have a few specific ways that same article by Warren Wearsby, he, he listed three general categories, going, doing, and buying. Yeah. Yeah. That those are the ways that we are seeking rest is that we are constantly going and looking for another place Mm -hmm. that will, that will show us rest. We're doing, um, and that's again, like goes back to that helping thing, like, or, um, the achieving thing we think we'll find rest once we achieve a certain Mm -hmm. status or position or job. Um, and then buying, we try so often to buy rest. And so, um, I think it is important for us to recognize in our own lives, how am I, how does it, how does that play out in my life? How am mm-hmm. I restless? For me, it's probably the doing. Um, and that's like, I just will not sit, <laughs> you know, I just yeah. go and go and go and go, 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 go. Which do, is exactly do, 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 do. how you got to this place this year. Right. Right. Is God used all of that to lead mm-hmm. you back to him. Mm-hmm. And to say, you need to slow down. You yeah. need to come away with me. Um, 
I'm going to read a quote from that article. Uh, Wearsby says, Jesus is inviting us to rest, but please understand what this rest is that he offers. It is not rest from life, but rest in life. And I think that's important because a lot of the ways that we are seeking rest are we're seeking to rest from life. Yeah. Um, you know, and even in this last, this last month was insane and I am so exhausted and person after person after person has said to me, you need a vacation, you need to take time off. And, um, that's what our society says. You need a rest from yeah, life. Get away from right. it. Take a break. Right. Yeah. Um, and is there time and a place absolutely to unplug and step away that's I'm not saying that but he's saying that the rest that Jesus offers us is a rest in life and um, it's not getting away or escaping and so I've been thinking about Jesus and the disciples when they're out on the Sea of Galilee and the storm comes up right and Jesus is asleep in the midst of this storm. And so let's just look here is a pre perfect example of rest versus restlessness. Mm -hmm. Massive storm comes up. Jesus just keeps sleeping through it because he is fully at rest because he is one with the father, right? So he's got yeah. the ultimate relationship <laughs> where his spirit is just completely at rest because he, he's one with the father and he's mm -hmm. got that relationship. But then we see the disciples who are freaking out, panicking and come racing down to Jesus. Like, you got to help us out here. We're about to die. And he just like, I can just imagine him like nonchalantly waking up and being like, guys, what, what, why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have little faith. Like you guys are freaking out and panicking and my father's got this under control, you know, but let's just relate that to our lives in that storms are constantly assaulting us. Things are constantly coming against us in this world. Life is hard, mm -hmm. right? And so we have two ways of living. We can live like the disciples where we're flying off the handle, freaking out, running around, trying to figure out what to do, um, panic stricken and restless, or we can live like Jesus, which is calm and content and trusting yeah. <laughs> that God, that God's going to take care of this, that he, he is bigger than whatever is assaulting us in that time. And so I <sighs> rest in life. It's not rest from life. It's rest in life. And, you know, we were, we were just talking in the office before about this last month. And I feel like so much of life has come against me <laughs> in, yeah. this, in this past month. Um, and I see other people too, who have lost a loved one in the last few years. And um, not to say that I have arrived or that I've done a better job in suffering than they have, but I see a restlessness in others that I have not felt in this season. So even in the hospital, when my father is actively dying, there was peace and calm within my spirit. And that can only come in relationship to God. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Now, have there been other things in this past month that have come against me? Yes, there have been some things said, people who have made comments about pastor, women pastors, or Mm -hmm. my ministry in particular. And so storms come and things come against me. And in my flesh, (laughs) my flesh is gonna like rail against that, right? So our, our nature, when something comes against us is to be restless, and it's to go do by, right? So we want to do something about it. We want to lash back. We want to act out. We want to act up. We want to make sure that somebody else knows how wrong they are that, or how much they've hurt us. And so we just have this, when the attack comes, we immediately get restless in our flesh. But then there's this recentering or refocusing that we can do where we where we say, okay, the assault, the storm has come against me. How do I rest now? And so then it's constantly a mind shift. It's constantly about looking above. It's saying, okay, God, what is the truth here? What is the truth? The truth is I work for you. I answer to you. And people may come against me. They may say things negative about me, but ultimately I need to please you. And so as long as my spirit feels like I am pleasing your spirit and I feel content in that, then I need to rest in this and not defend my name, not defend my ministry, not lash back or attack or confront someone that has said something. Um, But that's an ongoing conversation. That's not like you said, like you don't just arrive at this place. God prepares you for these things. And I think you've been really intentional this year specifically, not knowing what was going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. because God led you to this place um, and just living into that and growing it daily, that mm-hmm. relationship um, and obedience right. so that you can have that inner peace. Right. And even a couple of years ago, I would not have been as as rested as I am now or yeah. able to rest in the midst of the storm like I'm able to right now. And like you said, a lot of that is probably the intentionality and the focus of this year. A lot of it is growth, but that's hopefully where we're all growing, mm-hmm. you know, is that we all find the ability that when life comes and we're tempted to be restless and to start striving Um, that instead we would slow down and be prayerful and say, God, how do you want me to respond to this? And this is something I feel like you remind me of regularly. Like you'll, I'll ask you something or something will come up and you'll say, I'm going to pray about that. That should be our gut reaction in all of it. You know, it Mm -hmm. should always be, I'm going to pray about that. You know, so something negative comes into your life instead of running to somebody else, instead of going to social media and freaking out and freaking others out (laughs) instead of, you know, whatever we need to, we need to rest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So last thing before we wrap up here, I want to mention is that we also have the capacity and I think the calling to be agents of rest to help others yes yes so that's part of who we are so as we live into this and as we become more rested as we are living more fully in God's presence we then have the ability to bring rest and peace into others lives but unfortunately so often in the church, what do we see is just the opposite. And this is why people Mm -hmm. struggle with Christians is because we see contention, we see strife, we see judging, we see complaining, nitpicking, you know, um, I I had a lady come to me and say, so-and-so was so kind to me on the retreat. 
And no sooner were we home than she was ignoring me and acting mm. like she doesn't even know me, you know, and, and we do this, right? <laughs> like uh, Christian women, we do this. We get so catty and mean and we live in our flesh so often and we are on the Lord's side, so we say, but we live as if we're enemies to the gospel and as if we're enemies of each other. And so just a word of encouragement to all of us is that you have the capacity or the ability to bring peace and rest into this world, but you also have the capacity to destroy rest. Yeah. Um, and to let the enemy use you to accomplish his purposes. And goodness, I don't think that's what any of us desire. No. None of us say like, I love Jesus, but I'm going to go do Satan's work for him. Right. But it's something we need to be aware of because it right. can happen. And a lot of times for me, when I have stolen others, restless or stolen others peace, I guess mm -hmm. been a contributor of mm -hmm. restlessness. And I see it a lot in my household with my mm -hmm. husband and daughter mm -hmm. mostly, mm -hmm. but um, it's when I'm restless mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and I put that onto them and right. make my problems theirs. Right. Yeah. When our minds are going and we're mm -hmm. anxious and stressed and then we, out of our own restlessness, heap it on others. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is just something for us to be aware of and to um, fight against it. Fight against it. Yeah. It, when we do that, it also is going to just keep contributing to our own restlessness yes. because it's drawing us further and further from the Lord. So, um, goodness, so many things, so many <laughs> things to think about and process. And let's just end here. Um, with a, with a verse in Psalm 91, one, those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. That's where we need to be. We need to be so close that we're living in his shadow, mm -hmm. you know, like just think about that and think about if you and your child are taking a walk and you're casting a shadow upon them, they need to be pretty close to you mm -hmm. to be in your shadow. You know, of course, God is so much bigger than we are, but it's, it's that idea. Like we need to live so close to him. And when we do that, that's where we will find rest. And then from that rest, we can draw upon his strength and the ability to bring rest and peace into the lives of others. So we have this great capacity within us to not only find rest in him, but then to share it with others. And I think that's so beautiful and that's what we're called to do and that's yeah. who we're called to be, but it's never going to happen if our eyes are focused on the storm. Yeah. It's never going to happen. So instead, as always, we will end by encouraging you to keep looking, looking above. above.